Welcome to the United Cast, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United and football. I'm your host Matthew and today I'm talking about Manchester United's 2-0 win away from home in the Europa League against Granada, the game I've been talking about for a long time. Um, interesting, interesting game indeed, very, very interesting indeed. Um, I'll tell you what, I think Oli's a, a very, very lucky man because I still think he makes poor decisions. But uh, did we play well today? No. No, we didn't. Not at all. Uh, Did we get two moments of brilliance? Pretty much. Pretty much. I think so. I uh, I definitely think that's that's what happened. Um, I want to read out because I tweeted something at half time. And for those of you that don't follow me on Twitter, eTalkUK, I'm just going to read out what that is. So this is at half time when we're one little up. Great to be one that up at half time, but this sideways backwards passing really does piss me off. We seem to do that. Wait for a killer moment and maybe score, then kick up the tempo after that. Why not kick up the tempo from the start? That pretty much sums up my feelings even at the end of the game. Um we just make we we seem to make it harder for ourselves as a team. Cause if you do kick up the tempo from the start and you avoid this really, really silly backwards, sideways passing thing. We could score earlier in the game. We could do more in a game, and uh, could could make it a lot easier for ourselves. Um, yeah, it's just, it's it's getting really irritating. This sideways, backwards passing, and I know that I bring it up every game, but that's because we do it every game, and uh, it's it's one of the main um, main events, the main one of the main themes in the game. So I can't really not talk about it. Because it still happens quite a lot, quite a lot. Uh, it's just this, it's this, it's this weird pattern of where you notice after we scored the first goal, uh, which I'll talk about that goal in a minute. Um, we then seem to kick up the tempo, but why? Why do we not do that before we 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 start the game? Um, it's almost like Ollie's got this weird idea of sort of okay, lead the opposition into a full sense of full sense of uh, security, as if to. S- to seem like we don't really have a game plan, which is what that looks like, that sideways backwards passing, that's exactly what that looks like, and then look for some sort of killer pass, but why don't you just kick up the tempo, you know, make, make you know, start passing the ball forward, and then get that killer goal earlier, and just, just kill the game off earlier. It's uh, it's really weird. Uh, one thing I really want to give Ollie a lot of stick for, and I don't, I don't mean to be too negative, but I need to point out the, the mistakes. For the fifth game in a row, now I know that he scored today, I know that he scored, it's very very good, and he did actually, you know, he didn't play 90 minutes. For the fifth game in a row, Marcus Rashford started injured. Um, didn't, he, he got subbed off later in the game, what what minute was it that he got subbed? Uh, let me just have a look here, because I can't quite exactly remember. Um, what minute was it? Oh yeah, this the uh, I was trying to look for it in the summary. Sixty-five minutes, Cavani came on for Rashford. I just don't, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. Do we like we have we have other players that we need to try out and need to give game time to? Donny Van der Beek, Cavani. I know Cavani has been a bit injured. Uh, Diallo, you know th- those sorts of players. That's that's three that I've already just mentioned just then. Um, I'm gonna. I I think it's unprofessional. Unprofessional, certainly, to just continue. This is the fifth game it's happened in a row where an injured Marcus Rashford's happened, uh, happened has uh, has started the game or has been on the pitch. Like, are we really like that desperate to just keep 
the same team because that's that's something I've given Ollie a lot of stick for as well. The whole you know. I guess you'd call it team management, whatever, squad rotation, lack of squad rotation. Just playing the same players over and over and over again. And speaking of that, I noticed on uh, Bruno's face and his sort of body language, he looked really tired today. And uh, he's got a newborn child. I'm not sure whether it's a boy or a girl. Uh, I'm not sure which uh, gender the the child is. But he's got a newborn baby anyway. He's going to be tired with that, you know. Because that's, you know, looking after a newborn is going to be quite a tiring, tiring thing. And then he's playing, you know, 90 minutes of football twice a week. Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday. Um, and he's even before that baby was born, he was still playing almost every minute of every game. He's got to be really tired by now. He really has to be. And I know he made the comments a few weeks ago about, you know, oh, I'm only 20, is it 26 years or 27 and you know I should be playing two games a week. It's good that he. It's great that he feels he can do that. But that doesn't mean he has to. That doesn't mean. I, I just I don't I don't really get I just don't get the like most of our players played. The, I mean how many games has Maguire played? How many games has Lindelof played? How many games has Wambasaka played? Um, I just like to see a bit of a squad rotation. I, I'm I'm I look forward to seeing. You know the other players on the pitch. You know where's Brandon Williams? Where's Diallo? Where's Donny Van de Beek? Um, the, these sorts of other players. Twan Zabi and 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 Eric Bailey. Uh, Tellers who we rarely see. Um, the most that he rotates is the middle two. You know the the holding player and the box to box player. Which by the way I don't know what he's doing putting McTominay and Pogba together. It's better than Fred and Madge, definitely, but uh, it's still not. It still doesn't really fit very well. Um, but a sluggish start to the game, definitely, it's it's, it's become a bit of a theme now. Slu- you, you start sluggishly, and then, you know, we score out of nothing, and then we kick on from there. So, I don't really get it. But, uh, speaking of the goal itself, the first goal at least, um, really good ball over the top from, um, what's his name, from Lindelof. Really, really good pass. We have seen before that he's capable of doing that, so I'm going to give him credit for continuing to do that he does often look for those sort of passes and uh credit to him for that i think it was a very very good pass really take really really well taken from a half injured rashford i suppose and a great finish from him i I think rashford had a very good game surprisingly considering he's clearly still not quite fit um i think we called the granada defense out in that particular goal which is again it's a kind of a good thing but it's a it's a moment of brilliance really and uh i don't like seemingly trying to rely on that to win the game that's not a good way to win a game of football uh it happened twice today luckily but one of the other th- reasons i think that we won i don't think granada were very good uh, now i don't really know much about granada i don't really know their players uh particularly um but they had three or four shots on target let me just check the actual stats for that uh on goal what does it say here? Shots on goal. We had the same amount of shots on target, so three each. But we had one. We had one more shot than them. We had thirteen shots. They had twelve, but we had three on target each. All of their three shots, uh, which were quite good shots, they really were. But they were straight at the hair. Uh, and there's no knock against the hair. I just like if those shots had gone elsewhere, or they had just played better in the attack. Uh, we might have been in a bit more trouble because you've got to judge at the end of the day. You know when you see a football game. Okay, one one team has not played very well. In this case, well, both of them didn't really play very well. 
but one of them got a bit luckier perhaps than the other and I just don't think the luck was with Granada in this game so a bit a bit lucky in terms of that you know to win 2-0 it's very surprising that we've come away with this result it's good it means we're almost through to next round um but uh i still i'm disappointed with the before i'm happy with the result two nils great away especially away from home to grab the two away goals but uh, that doesn't mean i'm happy with the performance because i'm not so yeah <coughs> so there's that uh the second goal uh to talk about as well uh you know penalties you know just a moment of madness kind of thing uh, we haven't had a penalty for a while, actually. We haven't been being we haven't been getting called. Is it Penchester United or whatever, uh, or Penandes or yeah, that, that sort of thing? I haven't really seen that being spoken recently. But uh, Bruno gets a penalty in the end of the game and uh, tucks it away for two nil. Not too much to say about that. I thought it was a penalty. Uh, by the way, just speaking of fouls, this ref wasn't very good today I thought that we should have and maybe this could have made us play better in the end but there was a lot of times where I thought Man United players were fouled and uh, not much or nothing was really given uh, I thought the ref had a very very bad game so who knows if those free kicks go into our favour maybe we create more chances I'm just trying to you know give the benefit of the doubt um, you know maybe we then create more chances and score a few more goals and maybe the overall performance looks better so maybe that's the situation but uh I don't quite think that's that's the case. So uh, that's pretty much my thoughts on the game. I do want to say, by the way, I was trying to figure out a man of the match as I was watching this game because sometimes when we put in a performance like this, and I think, okay, I need to pick somebody for the man of the match. Who's that going to be? I do have somebody in in mind, and I'm not saying this for any sort of well, not really clickbait. You're already here. Uh, no clickbait type of thing. I'm going to be really, really honest when I bring up this particular player. I'll give a hint. Um, so within the the starting eleven. Uh, I've never picked this player for Man of the Match before. Never. Um, and this is a player where I usually criticise. So that gives a bit of a hint as well. But I thought they had a very, very surprisingly good game. Was that because Granada didn't really get the luck? Maybe. Maybe. But, uh, yeah. Stick around. I'm going to do some housekeeping. We'll come back and I will reveal my Man of the Match after that. And uh, if you've listened to this podcast for any length of time, um, you'll be probably quite surprised. Maybe you've already worked out who it is, maybe you haven't, but uh, I'm surprised with myself, but uh, stranger things have happened. So I'll see you for all that in a minute. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link if you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. 
You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose. Or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film. And we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also of course include your ad free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, it is by the way Entertainment Talk's fifth anniversary sort of week, if you wanna if you wanna call it that. We'll get to the special content in a minute. Uh but uh been a very, very good and positive week so far, so thank you all very much for the support and uh everything else that you've shown me uh in terms of supporting Entertainment Talk. It's been a really, really good week. Speaking of the really good week, uh The Walking Dead had a very good end to its ten C uh, third half of season ten, the te- technically the new season finale, the bonus episodes are all now finished. The last one uh, for season 10 and the last bonus episode was called Here's Negan. One of the greatest episodes of the show. If you've dropped out of Walking Dead, this will be a very, very good episode to uh, to kind of check out and stuff. Depends on where exactly you dropped out, but uh, it's a very, very good sort of standalone episode in a way. But uh, it was one of The Walking Dead's best ever. Um, and it's been going for 10 seasons, so it's got a lot of episodes. Uh, it's called Here's Negan, Season 10, Episode 22, if you want to check it out. Um, of course, you can check out our podcast afterwards if you choose to check out the episode. Uh, so that was brilliant and a very good end cap to the season. Uh, the Walking Dead's final season, the 11th and final season, begins in August. But there is the second half of Fear the Walking Dead uh, returning next week. And I'll be back for that on uh, Monday, probably. So look out for all that. Uh, gaming talk this week we talked about the meme internet death of Super Mario uh, Nintendo has decided to remove uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars from its uh, digital store if you're wondering why nobody really knows as to why Nintendo never ex- never explained why uh, but the 3D All-Stars version of Super Mario which was the three games that were ported to that collection is now removed from the Nintendo digital uh, Nintendo store the, the digital version of their store you can no longer buy a digital version of that game so uh, congratulations Nintendo for messing up your own game for absolutely no reason in more positive news E3 is returning uh, so we talked about that and the uh, the uh, uh, companies that are listed to to attend so that was interesting and I also gave my uh, impressions of Oddworld Soulstorm as well. Uh, in terms of the 5th anniversary content for entertainment talk, possible skip review for Trainer Bazaar Presents, the sequel. Uh, you can find that on Amazon Prime in the UK. Uh, must see a review for Dunkirk, that's also on Amazon Prime in the UK, the Christopher Nolan War film. Very, very, very good. Uh, that's a must see review for that. Possible skip review for Bumblebee, the prequel spin-off film for Transformers. Yes, I reviewed a Transformers film. I'm as surprised as you. But uh, that was fun to do as well. Uh, the other three pieces of content for the 5th anniversary. Watching Crash Bandicoot 4's cutscenes. Just me sitting down watching the good old fun of uh, Crash Bandicoot the 4th f- uh, game's cutscenes. I have already played the game and there of course is spoilers in there for Crash Bandicoot 4 if you want to check that out. And the World of the Last of Us podcast uh, doing a big character spotlight. This one for Ellie, the main protagonist of the two video games. And another big episode, the last one for the 5th anniversary thing, uh, Actor and Actress Spotlight Episode 10 for Tom Allen and Tim... Uh, Tom, sorry, Tom Hanks and Tim Allen. I almost mix their names together. Tom Hanks, who voiced Woody, and Tim Allen, who voiced Buzz Lightyear. Two men who've uh, voiced roles that mean 
a tremendous amount to me, such as Toy Story does. It's not just a Toy Story focused episode, it is an actor and actress spotlight episode as well, so there's that. Chat podcast for March, talking about Entertainment Talks 5th anniversary, a bit of the history, a bit of a sort of one-to-one, just me and the audience, me talking, the audience listening, uh, and just sort of celebrating the 5th year anniversary of the website uh and united cast of course uh as well the united cast sorry of course as well uh which was the 2-1 brighton win and that's everything we've been blah, 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 everything we've been doing sorry on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms my man of the match for this game with the score of he's not going to get a 10 that's too high i'm going to give him a an 8 and that player is Victor Lindelof. <laughs> yes. Uh, I he just did what a defender is supposed to do. Today. I mean he, I didn't notice anything he did particularly wrong. Um, he cleared a lot of the crosses. A lot of the crosses actually that came in. And that's what I want to see from Victor Lindelof. It made me really happy. It really did make me quite happy to see that. Um, sure he was part of the whole sideways backwards passing thing. But the whole team pretty much is. But uh Probably one of his best games in, in the United shirt. Does that mean I want him to start next uh, on Sunday? The, maybe. I, not really. Uh, it's, it's like I've said with the whole Lindelof Maguire thing many, many times before. There's no use them doing it once every six games or something. Being really, really good as a, as a partnership. And I do think Maguire wasn't great today, by the way. I think Lindelof was quite good, though. Which I can't believe those words are coming out of my mouth. But, um... Yeah, just like you can't do that once every six games and be chosen for a regular starter, which is what Ollie's been doing anyway. So like we've not got any say over that. But uh, I thought it was really good today. Yeah, he he got got in on on a lot of tackles. Seemed really focused. Um, clear. It's one one thing that's really annoyed me about the whole Lindelof Maguire thing. They don't seem to clear many of the crosses that come in, and uh, Lindelof did that really well today plus you know fantastic long pass for the uh, Rashford goal as well there's just, just a lot of credit to give to him today and uh, it, whether or not he does it again on Sunday nobody knows yet that game's not happened but um, I thought he was really good so yeah does that <laughs> strange, strange strange, things do happen but um, I kind of just realised as, as the game was going on I was, uh, it's almost when Lindelof and Maguire are playing, I'm like, okay, when are you going to make a mistake? Because I feel like it's going to... You always kind of feel like it's going to happen because we're so used to it. And it just didn't really particularly happen. Not with Lindelof, anyway. Maguire had a few slip-ups here and there. But, uh, yeah, one of Lindelof's best games in the United shirt. But uh, will it happen again on Sunday or consistently for to the end of the season? That's up to him to figure out. So, we shall see. But uh, my man of the match, Victor Lindelof... <laughs> It's just so weird to say that. But uh, I'm deadly serious, by the way. I'm not like making any jokes or anything. Uh, I'm being, I am here to be honest. There's no reason why I wouldn't be honest. Um, but, yeah, maybe that speaks to how bad the rest of the team were. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the situation with that. Uh, De Gea, I'm going to give De Gea a, uh, a 7. Um, I thought he, he saved all of their shots, but they were straight at him. But I do want to give him a lot of credit for that. Uh, I thought he was good today. Um... But other than that, he had kind of a quiet game, relatively. Uh, Wan-Bissaka, I'm going to give him a 5. I know I keep giving him low, low scores. He just doesn't get forward very well. And again, it could be that partnership on the right-hand side. Is he used to playing with Dan James? Does Dan James play on that side enough? I don't I don't know. Sometimes we play Greenwood there. Is that kind of unsettling Wan-Bissaka? Because he's got to make that sort of overlapping football relationship 
with that player. So is he is he struggling in that sense? I don't know, but there was a lot of times again today he just kept getting caught when he was trying to cross the ball in or try to get the ball forward, and uh, he's not he's just not very good at it. I'm afraid. So um, yeah, that's that's just my opinion. Maguire, I'm going to give him a uh, a five. Um, what is with now, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't, but it's very weird. These charging forward runs that Maguire does, because sometimes, sometimes he'll make a charging forward run, right? And then usually he ends up on the left side of the pitch, usually. I mean, he is the left centre-back, so he sort of does this diagonal left uh, run, like diagonal left-sided run. He usually passes it to Rashford, who then usually passes it to somebody else. It doesn't always lead to something, but what is is that him deciding to do that? Is that Ollie saying like, "Hey, I want you to charge up the pitch for some particular reason"? Um, a lot of the times he does go past the halfway line as well, which it's good to do that for a high line. Now, of course, you know if he loses the ball and then he has to run backwards, we're going to be in a bit of trouble. But I don't particularly like that he does it. I mean, sometimes it works out, but I. I don't know, it's a, it's a strange thing. But uh, he did it a lot of times today. He had a shot, actually, as well, because he got so far forward, nobody got to him, that he had a shot. Uh, and, you know, if, if one day he gets the ball in our box, charges forward and scores a screamer, cool. Great. I mean, he did it against... Um, was it last season? He did that against... I think it was Rochdale or Tranmere, wasn't it? When he scored an absolute screamer. It was great. It was great, but you're not going to necessarily do that often. So, uh, But I'm going to give him a, uh, a five. Don't think he's very good. Uh, Luke Shaw, I want to give him a 7. thought he was very, very good. Just did his usual good sort of thing. He did come off. Not sure if that's for an injury. Um, but uh, interesting nonetheless. Hope he's okay. Uh, I think him, Maguire and McTominay. I noticed something came up that they like missed the next game. So they're going to be missing the second leg. So I'm assuming that Maguire, Shaw, maybe Shaw and McTominay will probably play on Sunday. Because they can't play on Thursday. Because if, don't forget, it, that, if they're suspended for the next game, that would mean the Granada one, not the Tottenham one. Because it's different competition. Uh, so I, I don't know what's uh, what's quite gone on there. But um, but uh, yeah, Luke Shaw was good again today. I'll give him a 7. Uh, who else should we move on from there? Pogba, uh, a little bit sl- sluggish today. A little bit sluggish. Not quite that sort of bricks in boots things that I've joked about before. Um, but uh, I, I don't think him and McTominay were a very good midfield combination. Have they played they often together and don't think that they have um but yeah just uh just, just a bit sluggish today Pogba unfortunately uh, I'm going to give him an average 6 uh McTominay will give the same score an average 6 just they both kind of did almost the same thing they just they just were a bit quiet Dan James I'll give a 7 I thought he had a slightly above average performance I think that he is one of the he's one of the players in this team that doesn't get used properly <clears throat> and the other player I want to talk about that doesn't get used properly either is Cavani. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, yeah, Dan James and Cavani. I don't think that they get used in this team very well. Um, there's a lot. There is a lot of times when Dan James will make runs uh, down the wing, and uh, the team doesn't tend to notice it. Um, and uh, that's that's a bit of a problem because that's what Dan James does. You know, he runs in behind the defense. And uh, tries to get the ball and make something happen. But if he runs in behind the defence. And somebody hasn't passed to him. Can't do anything can he. So uh, yeah. just I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's unfortunate as well. Because I really like James and, and Cavani. But they just haven't been used well in this in the squad. The same thing with Cavani today. Just wasn't used 
the way that he's supposed to have been. You've got to play towards a player's strengths. And uh, we're not doing that with certain players. And it's, uh, it's disappointing. But I'm going to give him a 7. Uh, Bruno, I'm going to give him a 6.57. I'm not sure. Something like that. Um, bit quiet. Just him, Br- Br- that midfield three, Bruno, um, Pogba and McTominay were just very quiet today. Um, I mean, they had a lot of the ball. They just didn't really do a whole lot with it. Apart from maybe pass it sideways or backwards, but uh, yeah, he had a he had an alright game. Um, he's just I don't, Bruno hasn't been effective as he in the last couple of months as to what he's been recently. I have noticed it as well. Um, again, I think it could be you know you can only have a player. Not, I don't want to say carry a team, but do that that consistently for that long. Like he's he's remember remember these these players are human beings at the end of the day. And like I said, you know, he's just had a newborn child. That's going to be affecting his life and his fatigue. And uh, he plays almost every minute of every game. And he's done it for about a year and a half. And uh, he must just be exhausted. I I don't know. I'm not questioning his fitness. I'm just saying he's playing an awful lot of football. So, uh, again, Ollie, squad rotation, Van der Beek, Pogba. You've you've got options. Use them. So, I don't know. Uh... Rashford, I'll give Rashford a 7. I thought he was pretty good today. Um, considering he was probably half injured. Well, really well taken goal. He could have, like, you know, fallen over or kicked at the keeper or missed the target or miscontrolled the ball. or there's, there's there's a number of things he could have done wrong. But he took the ball down really well, took his goal really well. I've got to give him some credit playing when he's clearly half injured. Maybe not half injured, but he's, he's at least not, he's not fully fit, is he? He's definitely not fully fit. And again, Ollie, you know, you gotta you gotta sort that out. So uh yeah. But uh there's that Greenwood uh Greenwood Um He lost the ball a lot today, didn't he? Greenwood. That that disappointed me a little bit. In areas where I didn't quite expect him to do so. Like he does that sort of like he gets close to the to the edge of the box, does some of these step overs which I think are quite good. And then he just sort of lost the ball a little bit, um, which was a bit disappointing. Uh, I guess I'll give him an average 6. He just lost the ball too much for me today. So, I uh, still think he's a great player. Just uh, a little bit off today. So, who are these substitutes that came on? Um, substitutes. Cavani came on. Not used correctly. Can't give, really give him a score. Matic came on. Barely saw him. Uh, Tellez came on. Did alright. Got a few good crosses in, actually. He, he did alright. Van der Beek, I think I saw him kick the ball once. <laughs> if that. Uh, again, it's just... What minute did these... Let me just refresh my memory here. Right, 85th minute, Greenwood comes on for Donny van der Beek. Why are you using van der Beek for five minutes? Um, it's just, I, I don't mean to... I, I mean, I find myself repeating myself a lot on these on these podcasts, these United Cast episodes. But that's because the same mistakes get made over and over again. And it might tire you, you lot out as the audience to hear me moan about the same things. But the same things keep happening. Um, like Van der Beek coming on in in the 80 plus minute, and Russia playing again, and he's injured, and you know, all, all this stupid stuff. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's just annoying. So that is what it is. But on the bright side, um, see, it's very it, it is awkward for me. You know, you look at the score and you see two 0 and you think, oh, you should be really happy. I am happy about the score, but I just I can't excuse a lot of this BS. You know, it's just, it, it really annoys me. There's so many of the things I've pointed out in this episode again. And just be prepared, because I'll probably be mentioning the same things on Sunday. Um, 
it's just the, perfor- the performances just really annoy me. Does any I please like write in or something like this? When you see those periods of play, and there's something very specific, the two centre backs get the ball, not obviously at the same time. Maguire and Lindelof and the two midfield players and Wambasaka and Shaw, and they just keep passing it around to each other at the back, like in our own half. And like Maguire takes about four touches and passes it to Lindelof. He takes two touches and passes it to whoever's in midfield then he takes a touch and then it's like okay you've taken about six touches between three of you by the time you've done that the opposition's like oh wait we can press up higher up the pitch because they're being really slow it's just a problem it's it's a really big problem and uh it's either got to be down to the way that that ollie's telling them to play or the or the coaching or, or something like that it just it irritates me it really does so anyway two nil uh Away lead, which is really, really good. I expect us to get through. I don't expect Granada to beat us by three goals to nil. Or to, you know, do the 2 nil thing and beat us an extra time or, or whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's going to be interesting. Sunday, big game, half past four, uh, Tottenham. And then the next game is this time next week, so 8 o'clock Thursday. I'm not sure who we've got after that. I haven't looked that far ahead, actually. But uh, next two games, Tottenham, Sunday, half past four. Get rev- let's get revenge on Jose Mourinho, of course, if you remember. Is it this season? The 6-1? Was that this season? I think it was, wasn't it? It's was very, it very distant. I think that was in September. Yeah, I remember, yeah, yeah, it was. Because remember the, um, the Marcus Rashford documentary that came out in December, January, like Christmas time. And they were like recapping so far this season and they showed his goal against PSG in October and that sort of thing. And they got to the spotlight part in September and they talked about the 6-1 defeat. So yeah, that was this season. That feels like it was about five years ago. But uh, anyway, let's try and get some revenge on Jose Mourinho who, by the way, is done as a manager. <laughs> let's just let's just put that out there. So yeah. Uh, but that's pretty much everything. Um, I, I was going to say disappointing, but we've won the game. So, it's disappointing the performance, but the result is very, very good. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But I uh, thank you very much for listening. If you do have any thoughts, feelings, questions, comments, probably concerns as well about Manchester United, or anything related to Entertainment Talk, please feel free to write in Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org, Twitter, eTalk UK, there's contact page and information in your show notes, so check that out as well. Uh, if you like what we've heard today and want to listen to more and support more, entertainmenttalk.org, TV, video games, films, and Manchester United podcast. Thank you very much for all the support. Uh, Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, and free podcast review options, so check that out as well. Um, what's the other thing? Yeah, word of mouth, uh, social media, and just telling people that you know about the website and the iTunes feeds, so go to entertainmenttalk.org, search for us on podcast platforms. Entertainment talk, uh, what, uh, social media, Facebook, Twitter, Facebook groups, that kind of thing. You can use all that as well. Uh, Geek Town, please check that out over there. Geek Town, Geek Town Radio, and Geek Town the Credit UK, for, uh, run by David for your up to date, reliable TV and film news. So if you want to know about your favourite TV shows, air dates, casting information, um, renewal, renewals, cancellation, all that, all that kind of thing, uh, David's got you covered. Geek Town the Credit UK and Geek Town Radio for all of that as well. Bex, who is one of the regular co-hosts over there. She was on this week's episode. I advise you to check that one out. It's a very, very good one. I mean, they're all very good, but that's a particularly good one. Bex is uh, was talking about um, Powerpuff Girls again, which, by the way, if, for those of you that don't know, Power, the Powerpuff Girls um, cartoon is getting a live-action TV series on the CW. There's images out there now of the cast and the crew because they started filming, I think it was yesterday, but uh, Bex was talking about that on Geek Town, geektown.co.uk. 
Geek Town Radio on Tuesdays. Check that out if you want to find more of Bex's work. Uh, Twitch, eat, Twitch, Trista Bytes, Trista B-Y-T-E-S. Go and give her a follow over there. Check out her cool, interesting stream. She does some charity work, so go and give her some support over there. Uh, you can find me on Twitch as well, streaming kind of regularly. Over there, eTalk UK. I had a lot of people show up for the uh, Oddworld Soulstorm stream today, which was very, very good, and that was fun and interesting. Uh, so check, have a look for me on their eTalk UK on Twitch. Thanks very, very much for listening. And I'll see you on Sunday. Goodbye.